Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is a delayed recording of Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Wednesday, June 16, 2010. We have five items for you this week. First, uh, we'll discuss the release of information by the CDFI Fund on how many new market tax credit applications they received. Second, we'll discuss the IRS release of two new market tax credit rulings. Third, we'll review tax credit extender status. Fourth, We'll review the FHFA's proposed rule on GSE's requirements to serve certain underserved markets. And then fifth, we'll update you on expected award date for the capital magnet funds by the CDFI fund. But first, uh, let's uh, discuss the demand for the new market tax credit in this 2010 round. On June 8th, the CDFI fund announced that it had received 250 applications under the 2010 round of the New Market Tax Credit Program. As our listeners know, the application deadline was June 4th, and applicants requested $23.5 billion in NMTC allocation authority. Now, there's a total of $5 billion of allocation authority that's expected to be available once tax extenders pass. So those that relationship of $23.5 to $5 billion can seem daunting, but I would note that in prior rounds, when there was $5 billion of allocation authority available, the CDFI fund made awards to roughly 100 applicants. So if you look at the relationship of 100 applicants to 250 applicants, you would expect roughly 40% of applications to be funded if the past is any indication as to how applications will be made in the future. The CDFI fund did also announce that the organizations that will receive NMTC allocations should be notified of their awards by December. So we are expecting award announcements by December of this year, later than in prior years, but still in the same calendar year. Moving on, I wanted to uh, discuss two positive revenue rulings related to the new market tax credit. Uh, On June 8th, the Internal Revenue Service released two revenue rulings, 2010-16 and 2010-17. Specifically, 2010-16 addresses the passive activity rules, and it generally concludes that in most cases the new market tax credit is not limited by the passive activity rules. This is very significant in that one of the hindrances to individuals investing in the new market tax credit is the potential for it to have been a passive activity credit. So this clarification should open the door for individual investors once one other change happens. That other change is being able to use the new market tax credit against the alternative minimum tax. Currently, the historic tax credit and local housing tax credit can be used against the alternative minimum tax, but the New market tax credit cannot, but as our listeners also know, the tax extenders legislation includes a limited window for investments where the credits generated by those investments would be able to offset the alternative minimum tax. So with this ruling, once the tax extenders pass, you might see more individuals investing in new market tax credits. The other ruling, 2010-17, was really a clarification. In an earlier ruling, the IRS had positively ruled that the proceeds of a non-recourse loan to an investment fund that was used to make a QEI was eligible to be included as cash invested by the investment fund. This ruling, 2010-17, just clarified that if the loan was recourse instead of non-recourse, you still got to include it uh, in uh, as cash invested by the investment fund and got to include it in your basis for purposes of calculating your new market tax credit. If you want to download copies of the rulings, just go to www.newmarketscredits.com. Also, this guidance will be discussed in the 
New Market Tax Credit Q&A column in the July issue of the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credits. If you want to subscribe to the journal or review a sample copy, just send an email to products at novaco.com or call 415-356-7960. Now let's move on to tax extenders update. This is becoming a feature of this podcast that I didn't think would be as often as we continue to struggle through you know, when they're going to pass some version of the tax extenders bill. Upon re- reconvening from its Memorial Day state work period, the Senate began consideration of the House pass extenders bill. And the first thing they did on June 8th was they, pa- they introduced a substitute amendment. Majority Leader Harry Reid and Chairman Max Baucus introduced Senate Amendment 4301, which was a substitute for what the House had passed. The Senate substitute did not modify any of the provisions related to the long housing tax credit or new market tax credit. So as it stands now, the extenders bill will still extend for one year the Section 1602 Long-Income Housing Tax Credit Cash Grant Exchange Program, will extend for one year the New Market Tax Credit Program at $5 billion, allow the New Market Tax Credit to offset the alternative minimum tax with respect to qualified equity investments made between March 15, 2010 and January 1, 2012, and it would provide $1 billion to fund the National Housing Trust Fund, and would extend by two years the place and service date for Gulf Opportunity or Go Zone Long-Income Housing Tax Credits. The substitute amendment did modify the carried interest tax provision in the House Pass Bill, and the Senate amendment also added back Medicaid spending that had been pulled by the House for cost-cutting purposes. Now, the Senate heard debate and continued to allow amendments to be introduced to the bill. They did this last week, and they were to resume consideration of the measure again this week. Now, at the time of this recording, Democratic leaders have said they're still short of the 60 votes that they need. Officially, the House and Senate still state July 3rd as the deadline to pass the final bill and to send it to the President for his signature before the July 4th district or state work period. However, according to some lawmakers, they believe it could be optimistic to think that the bill will be completed before July 5th. Speaking at Novograd and Company's New Market Tax Credit Conference last week in Washington, D.C., Ways and Means Committee member Pat Tiberi of Ohio said that Congress probably will not pass the extenders bill until after July 4th, and that lawmakers may have to act to extend soon-to-expire provisions beforehand. Congressman Tiberi told the group of tax credit professionals that there is not only disagreement between the two parties as to how the legislation should proceed, but there's also, within the Democratic leadership in both chambers, disagreement about the size of the bill. He said this, and I quote, he said this, quote, probably means that this is not yet ready to come back any time this month for some sort of solution in passing an extender's bill onto the president for his signature. The list of must-pass issues continues to get longer. The days that we're in session continue to get shorter. I don't know how it gets done between now and the election. He continued, it's going to be tough, close quote. On a related note, Congressman Tiberi also told Novogratz conference attendees last week that there is bipartisan support for the new market tax credit. However, getting a permanent extension this year would be tough. He further noted that Congress has several short-term goals, such as finishing the tax extenders package, keeping the NMTC in the extenders package for its duration, as well as long-term goals, such as addressing permanency of the new market tax credit and dealing with alternative minimum tax. Tiberi said that the NMTC being tied to to the AMT is an important issue and is still in play. Now, moving on to 
FHFA's proposed rule on GSE requirements for underserved markets. Last week, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, released a proposed rule to the Federal Register regarding Fannie Mae's and Freddie Mac's duty to serve specific markets. Basically, this proposed rule implements certain provisions of the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008, also known as HERA. Under HERA, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have a duty to serve very low and moderate income families in three specific underserved markets, manufactured housing, affordable housing preservation, and rural markets. Now, the proposed rule implements HERA's pre-conservatorship provisions and would require Fannie Mae to take actions to increase the liquidity of mortgage investments and improve the distribution of investment capital available for mortgage financing for underserved markets while adhering to the requirements of conservatorship. And this applies both to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. As described in the proposed rule, while the GSEs remain in conservatorship, they are expected to continue to fulfill their core statutory purposes, which include their support for affordable housing. FHFA's approach is to limit the proposed rule to existing core business activities at the GSEs and to require that they not engage in new lines of business as a result of this proposed duty to serve rule. The proposed rule would also establish a method for evaluating and rating Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's performance in each underserved market for 2010 and subsequent years. The proposal also describes the transactions and activities that would be considered for compliance. The GSEs are going to be evaluated or would be evaluated under the proposed rule on four statutory assessment factors. First, the development of loan products, more flexible underwriting guidelines, and other innovative approaches to providing financing. Two, the extent of outreach to qualified loan sellers and other market participants. Three, the volume of loans purchased relative to the market opportunities available, subject to the statutory condition that FHFA not establish specific quantitative targets. And four, the amount of investments and grants in projects that assist in meeting the needs of the underserved markets. Under the proposed rule, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac would be required to provide an underserved markets plan they would be evaluated against that plan annually, and they'd be rated satisfactory or unsatisfactory for assessment factors in each underserved market. FHFA would then rate Fannie Mae's and Freddie Mac's overall duty to serve performance for each underserved market as, quote, in compliance or noncompliance. Written comments on the proposed rule will be accepted through July 22nd. You can find a copy of the proposed rule and a statement from the FHFA at www.novaco.com. Simply click on the Hot Topics button and then select the link for GSE Conservatorship in the section labeled LIHTC Hot Topics. Now let's move on to the Capital Magnet Fund Awards. The CDFI Fund, as many of our listeners know, uh, is currently reviewing 230 applications that it received for $80 million in Capital Magnet Funds. And the 230 applications requested $23.3 billion in awards. The CDFI Fund expects these awards to be announced by the end of September. So we've been getting a lot of calls from clients asking when they would expect an announcement. They expect it to be by the end of September. Now, to learn more about the Capital Magnet Fund, I'd encourage you to contact my partner, Diana Letzinger, in our Long Beach office at 562-432-9482. You can also go to www.newmarketscredits.com and click on News, and in the News tab, select Hot Topics. From there, you'll see a link for the Capital Magnet Fund. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Please tune in next week 
where we'll discuss the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies 22nd Annual Report in the State of the Nation's Housing. This report is released annually and provides an assessment of the nation's housing outlook, as well as reviews important trends in the economics and demographics of housing. We're also going to review the New Market Tax Credit Coalition's annual report on the New Market Tax Credit. Third, we'll cover the House-passed Small Business Tax Bill. The House passed on a bipartisan vote a Small Business Tax Bill this week, and we'll provide some details on that. And fourth, I'm sure we'll be covering tax extenders again. Until it gets passed, it'll probably be a weekly item on the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Apologies for the delayed recording this week. Thanks for listening. (music) 